0: Hello, people who decided to tune into the Real Rejects Podcast. Welcome. We are here today, because we are about to watch Chip and Dale's Rescue. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. We're going to do a movie reaction. And after the movie reaction, we're going to review it right away. If you want to catch the movie reaction, that's on youtube.com slash the real rejects. But if you just want to hear a review, stick around. <laughs> is more to come we're, we're listening to ourselves on our own headphones right now and it's bizarre it's weird it's I'm transportive
1: i'm mostly listening to you you have a
0: velvet a rich, i'm really i'm really tending to the podcast voice now yeah. because i can hear myself well, normally i'm what's going on <laughs> Yeah. Like, see, now you're like, like oh ooh, shit i've been nah. doing this wrong the whole time <laughs> let me turn up the game and get close to the mic so
1: it's like i'm really talking to you to you the viewer the listener yeah,
0: the reject so what do you think about this whole Amber Heard trial <laughs>
1: oh let me I have many thoughts and opinions I would like to express on that
0: alright guys stick around for our Amber Heard <laughs> Johnny Depp trial that's, <laughs> that's what you came to this review for uh,
1: oh man yeah that was good I think they even snuck a little Yorma that was really great. That voice was great. cameo at the end. Man, that was great. That was dazzling. That was delightful. Other D word to complete alliteration. Dale Chiptacular. Monterey... <laughs> nah, it'll come to me.
0: Monterey-gis. Uh, Monterey-gis. There you go. There you go. Go. There might be a post credit scene. There's some modern day times. There's gotta be. There's gotta be post credit
1: scenes. Modern day. A meta, self aware post credit scene.
0: Boo! 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 Movie sucks now. Redo it. Release the (laughs) post credit scene cut. (laughs) Release it. All right. Let's talk about it. Alrighty. That's right. We're trying this out. We could hear ourselves. This is weird. We're yes. we talking much lower than usual. This is new. <laughs> this is prohibiting us from being able to be ourselves. This was a bad idea.
1: It's okay. You should always try something out when it's go time.
0: Yeah. Don't Kay. just
1: experiment <laughs> off camera first. We never have time to test anything. So it's always like, let's test
0: it out on and, an actual video. Uploaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how it goes. Let's risk
1: this being unusable. But maybe we'll have a new technique.
0: <laughs> um... Yeah, okay. So, as established in the beginning of this, I had no, I, I, my my knowledge of Chippendale was about just, you know, like what they look like. I, I had when they made the joke about Chippendale's the the Vegas show and when I first heard there's a Chippendale trailer out I thought it was about the Chip and Dale. Thing. I thought that's exactly where my mind went. I didn't think it was about Chip and I didn't hear it was from Disney Plus. I thought it was just Chip and Dale. They're like, oh, they're doing some movie about the Netflix Chip and Dale show. yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and I, I didn't know for a while that oh, it's about the, the the chipmunks. And so going into this, there was very little things I had heard about it other than I people word of mouth on it was that it was a really good movie that it was great. I wasn't aware of the voice actors. Wasn't aware of any of that. And as you saw in our reaction, if you stuck around for it, we have a podcast. By the way, Real Rejects podcast. People who are already here for the podcast are like, "Why are you mentioning this?" It's because it's going up on YouTube. Some so people, for the people on YouTube, on YouTube don't know that podcast. this can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, <laughs> yes. Stitcher, wherever you get <laughs> yeah. your podcast. And it would really help us out if you'd subscribe. Yeah, it. it'd be cool, man. I'm trying to do a little bit more stuff there, but if you're there here. Uh, this is getting confusing. Who, which audience do I tend to? <laughs> all of them. You're all
1: welcome here in the Reject Nation.
0: So, uh, yeah i I thought that this film was really delightful. I did not expect such such a meta Roger Rabbit vibe uh through it all it's it's the plot of roger rabbit in a lot of ways (laughs) you know like toons are being murdered (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. some
1: devious (laughs) scheme is happening in the skeevy part of toontown and we got to figure out what it is and stop it
0: but they they at least acknowledge roger rabbit twice instead of ever making a direct joke uh, about like oh this is a lot like the plot of roger rabbit uh that and it's that world of going through all the characters but the scope when the cameos started coming in was really surprising to me because of all the different IPs, you know, and it's like Roger Rabbit, very specific IP you were dealing with. If it's a Warner Brothers movie, it's only people in the Warner Brothers umbrella
1: who you're dealing with. Well, Roger Rabbit did break ground in that they have that piano sequence where uh, it's like Daffy. Oh, it was like Donald. Daffy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. the first. It was
0: it was a big moment for for crossover right, rights. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but still, like but this is way you know further down. This, that this still moment. bridges a whole bunch of other types of animation style like Mm. i I love how they made all these jokes of of things you can make fun of over the years of the evolution of animation you know especially with the back in the day and sometimes movies still suffer with it that back in the day cgi dead eyes look of the uncanny valley i thought was awesome uh all all the different kinds of uh, the stop motion animation with the gumby like yeah, and the way they utilize everything there seemed to be not just like obvious jokes, but a, a genuine sense of adoration For it all which made it that much more complimented like and I think aesthetically the choice to make Dale the 3d animation and chip keep him at his hand-drawn animation also worked so and well like not just as a commentary of the the way times have changed but also as a reflection of who these characters are two characters who are also stuck in the past yeah in their own different ways like dale looks fondly upon it but is trying to capture the magic of the fame and success still yeah so he's like selling out there's there's parts it's funny because there were parts of it that were weirdly making me think of another andy sandberg movie called that's my boy you know and everyone's favorite
1: adam, Sand- <laughs> there were parts adam were, sandler joint parts
0: of it were dale it was kind of like andy's it was for some reason making me think of the andy sandberg and the and the di- i mean that's a father and son story but the dynamics of you know having andy sandberg and the way chip is portrayed here that's a r-rated kids if you're listening to this review mm-hmm. don't don't watch that movie um,
1: now this would be a good double feature. Yeah, maybe that. actually, no, <laughs>
0: thematically. Sure, <laughs> things about unlikely double features are underrated. Whereas Chip is stuck in the past, uh, but in a in a grudging sort of way, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I th- in
1: a bitter kind of way.
0: Yeah, I really think like the way they are as characters is really fleshed out well, and I thought keeping that the center and the focus instead of doing what a lot of these movies tend to fail at where they get so caught up in only Easter eggs and only cameos and fun appearances and quick little nods, quick little one-liners. They still made it a, a story that honored the, 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 the LA cop genre, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought it was really inventive and exciting and, and funny. Mm-hmm. And the way they, the way they did their meta commentary was was wonderful like i i don't have any issues with this movie <laughs> at, at all i don't even have i don't really have a, co- a single complaint i never found it annoying or anything i know it's no. it like little nitpicks you can do but i i think that would just be me trying to find something that i don't actually have a problem with <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought
1: this was pretty inspired overall mm-hmm. and and yeah something i feel like especially I mean, obviously, Roger Rabbit is kind of the touchstone, but there are other things that blend, you know, cartoon reality with real life or animated characters with real life. Yeah, Space Jam or even the Sonic movie recently is kind of an example of that. Uh, And I feel like... There is a tendency, and, and I guess you could look at Space Jam: uh, A New Legacy and and kind of see this happening, where it's like they lean maybe a little too heavily into like, yeah, it's a cartoon, you know, there are no rules, we can have reckless abandon for everything, and just dump, you know, recognizable properties. Like it's funny, there's so many things you can sit during this movie and go, it's that, and it's that, and it's that, blinking you'll miss it. Um, and yet somehow I felt like they really knew where to lean into the cartoon and when to lean out of the cartoon and and to take certain aspects seriously or to at least treat them with the credence of characters who actually care and uh and yeah it 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 reaches this nice um it was it was like partway in, it was like at the half hour or 25 minute mark where i was like they're treating this like a real movie yeah <laughs> and yeah. they're letting chip and dale their emotional journey and their relationship story grow at a very natural pace whereas i feel like a lesser movie would try and fast track that stuff to get to all the fun gags and all the fun effects that you know we want to see and that are so dazzling to behold um but yeah it's that Uh, You know simplicity at the core of them having to confront and really understand both their own feelings about each other as well as themselves and, and open up about all that stuff but it's also that they're trying to help you know one of their immediate team and so while it's not like being back in the cartoon it does have this really natural core to ground it. And then you have all the extra fun around that. And yeah, I thought this built, it's funny, there are a lot of similarities for Roger Rabbit, but I thought this built really nicely and justified its existence by lovingly and beautifully combining so much and, to, and really going to show. And I, we were talking with a friend, uh, our friend Erica, a while ago, who kind of put it to us this way, that like a lot of people mistake animation for a genre, uh, genre when really it's a medium all unto itself and this is a really great example of that because you see hand-drawn 2d animation from all different eras from like the hose style in black and white to the more modern style that looks like it's done on a computer to things in between and then you have the claymation you have this 3d and there are multiple approaches to all those things so much so that that uncanny valley I was like wow you guys left no stone unturned in really looking at the growth of animation in all its different facets over time and incorporating those and making those characters feel alive and and treating each of their realities or each of their forms as just part of this world and so that's you know another thing that roger rabbit did really well is yeah i really believe that just all these people kind of coincide together yeah and uh and as he...
0: opposed to just breaking the wall and making some obvious joke
1: yeah, yeah and it's like it's weird it's like it is a cartoon but it doesn't feel as much like a cartoon as like a lot of other things can because yeah it's it is like you just like I want to go to that world. It feels so tangible, you know. And they have puppets too, and puppets. Yeah, I was I was thinking of the Happy Time murders. I was like, this is, this is way more palatable than the Happy Time murders, yeah.
0: even. And it's doing parts of what that movie kind of tried to do. Well, I love that the way it was shot had such specificity to it. It wasn't just like some flat looking film. You know, and they. I feel like a lot of times you, you kind of would, but they really, they really had great symmetry and lighting to complement each mm-hmm. scene so when they're blending the animations even though it takes place in los angeles whereas a, not to just keep making this a comparison roger rabbit or was like roger rabbit that's in toontown or whatever right what's it called yeah there's yeah. toontown i can't remember what like major u.s city it's Supposed to be kind of a part of if well, they eventually get like style. really embodied there. Where here you stay in LA the whole time, yeah, yeah. And 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 I thought that you know the way they blended the animation in there looked seamless, it mm-hmm. didn't look weirdly misplaced or just some added on thing in post. It still felt part of a world. Yeah, Yeah.
1: to the point that you'd have, like, I I was noticing that uh, there's moments where, like, a CG rendered character or a 3D meant to look, like, I I kept uh, marveling and wondering how they achieved some of these things or what their approach was. Because, like, when a CG character picks up a 2D animated character, there's something about even that where I'm like, you could probably, and it probably is, all done in the same effects render shot on a computer and yet somehow it looks like you did a layer where there's a CG character and then you did a different layer where there's a hand drawn character and that again just lends more and more credibility to the interlocking and the interplay of all these different styles and effects and whatnot and yeah like this was not to slight Akiva Schaefer whatsoever because The Lonely Island has always had film style as part of their repertoire of comedy. Uh, And I've very much enjoyed several of the comedies he's directed with that crew. But this one was one where I was like, man, the the choices of lenses and angles to, again, lend credibility and to really make you feel like you are in a detective story or an L.A. movie or or whatever it is at the time are are like really deliberate. And and I forget the cinematographer's name off the top of my head. I mean, that's another, you know, sort of uh, a guy who's got a lot of big credits under his belt. But um, still, it was. Yeah, it was so much more crafted and cinematic than this movie had to be because I'm sure it would be very easy to dish this out and put it on Disney plus and, and plop your kids in front of it. But yeah, this is it, like they,
0: well, I think like a lot of the jokes kids won't get.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, I was, I was surprised. It's like, it is trying to play to everybody in, in a sense, but it's not trying to be too much for kids to the point where I was like, I feel like the Ellie character is almost here to be, she has this sort of very incredibly genuine and sort of doe-eyed quality about her and I feel like that is kind of the part where it's like okay we got to kind of anchor this so it's still a bit of a family movie but even still it's got that edge and that sense that we're not trying to sanitize it too much and we're not trying to get too edgy in a way where it's like you can tell we want to go further but we can't you know like I felt like they had a good grip on how adults could enjoy this and how kids could enjoy
0: this. Well, the the commentary they make, a they do a good job with characters even with Sweet Pete. Like <laughs> I, I, I think they the way they use their comedy is uh, and, and the commentary specifically mm. is through mm. these characters and how one has is is hasn't caught up with the times and the other one is trying to keep up with the times. Mm. So the way they do talk about reboots and the those knockoff you know oh, the bootleg the yeah, bootlegs.
1: movies and stuff
0: yeah the way they talk about those um the way they do talk about animation and such is all imbued in in what the characters are, are going through in the moment mm-hmm. the and, and like even with the rap you know yes. like making fun of that the the idea of reboots <laughs> too. yeah yeah like ending on that note, that's almost like an adaptation ending mm-hmm. <laughs> of talking about what this film is, yeah. Without ever making it just something that is talking to the audience when the when the joke is clearly a meta joke, and I think, too, you know, even sometimes there's a it feels like it's more fleshed out and has more depth than than the film at any need to really be, but never got weighted down or slowed down by it. Mm-hmm. Even with Sweet Pete, you know, I thought that was cool to hewn a story (laughs) about him, about Peter growing up and becoming an old bitter man. Going through what a lot of child actors go through. Going through through, like what a lot of child (laughs) actors go through. And how he becomes the amalgamation of uh, so many things that have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. and so many like, things this that is have been crossover and adapted and this is a crossover catastrophe when he's that big villain at the yeah, end. <laughs> yeah. it's an IP mishmash. Yeah. It's like literally yeah, it's... the nightmare
1: that this could have become.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's so smart. You know, like I think Ralph breaks the internet, did a really good job on on uh, that film, I thought did a really good job on doing all the Disney spoofs and stuff. What I really liked about this one too was as many IPs as they. Oh, we gotta talk about Oakley Sonic at some point. Oh, we As, as many as many <laughs> IPs as they sweep across here. Yeah. As many as there are. Actually, the headphones helped me out there because I noticed my voice was traveling here
2: oh, when I was yeah. talking there. So I was like, right, follow I don't, the bass. Got to
0: focus my voice here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um. The, the, uh, what were we just saying before I mentioned Ugly Sonic? Uh-huh. Oh, the IPs. Yeah. All the uh, with the IPs, they never went to, unless I totally missed it as some random Easter egg, they never went to Star Wars and they never went to Marvel. They even did DC, <laughs> yeah. they did. but they didn't hone in on doing jokes that Disney nine times out of ten would have, like, we have Marvel and Star Wars, let's do that. And they never went down that path. There, and I actually respected the restraint on that.
1: Yeah, it's like they I think they are in there but it's not and and I love free guy, but it's not free guy where it's like, "Oh, I can tell the one sequence where this is after the Disney merger and now we can do that." Yeah. Whereas here, yeah, it's like it's so they like those things pop up, but there's so many other things that are popping up that are exciting, that are featured, that yeah get that attention. I don't remember to. the I don't remember them being there. The Star Wars is is toward the beginning at the convention when they cut to the two mice, literal mice. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's but even that is not the most obvious. Like you know, it's it's not like Dale pulls out a lightsaber at some point like you would yeah. imagine a Star Wars not in a movie like this to be. And I I appreciate
0: too again. Well, also not a con. You know, yeah. so, so it works within there, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that's so brief. It's not the focus.
1: And I thought that was another nice choice is, is it makes a lot of sense for these characters to be at conventions and signing autographs and whatever, and that gives you a chance to almost have your like goofy uh, Space Jam background actors who just are people in cosplay, but then also have the characters mm-hmm. around... Uh, in real form and and yeah it, it creates a world rather than a conveyor belt of references like and i love that in a day and age where it's like you have space jam a new legacy where clearly that's warner brothers partially strutting their entire stable of ips and characters i i am appreciative and i'm sure that perhaps the breadth of what Disney owns is probably beyond what I am aware of, but it seems like they probably had to pay at least certain people to use their IPs. There are definitely some Warner Brothers characters in here and there are definitely some characters there's that Batman aren't included there. in Fox yeah. that are in here yeah. as much
0: as there are a lot of Fox and other characters. Well, there's DreamWorks too. And There's, yeah. E-T-, there's E.T. They they, um, there's a lot. Sonic is paramount. Sonic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's another
1: example of like, you know, there's tons of Disney stuff in here, but I appreciate, and especially in some kind of spiritual Roger Rabbit successor, that, yeah, they, they went across the aisle, paid a little money to other people to bring the characters together. Yeah. And, and ex- I always feel like there's sort of a, a laying down of the ego <laughs> when that happens.
0: Yeah, because this was about the animation departments. Yeah. You know, and and, and I think that got a lot of respect and the fact that they, the fact that they got to get ugly Sonic is so crazy to me because most of us can remember when that trailer <laughs> came out and the, the outrage and the fact that they changed the design because of the outrage, um, and that's something they like tried to bury, like they they hid that trailer, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and then this character gets to live on, like and be a character and a different version of Sonic, like a completely different version. And still make fun of that in a way that it's like a recasting yeah that only works because of that outrage and it's like oh that's so funny they gotta make a character out of this and it's the benefit of of the outrage of what happened there it's kind of nuts it's it's and and the original designer the original design of that kind of gets to live on even though they tweak it they make him like taller older fatter um, creepier, creepier. <laughs> creepier, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's still honing in on that original design. That yeah. was actually a big
1: surprise. Like that was one of the most surprising things because I was like, "Wow, I, I want to hear the conversation that led to them approving that on both sides." Yeah. Because that's you know a difficult moment I'm sure for a lot of animators who worked on that and for the studio who put that out and to come in and make Ugly Sonic an actual character and also I think it works because he helps save the day. So mm-hmm. there is a bit of like a we're not punching down too hard like we're we're acknowledging that ugly sonic is ugly sonic but also hey this is an actual supporting character in in a movie full of just blink and you'll miss it you know appearances as well well it's also like we're not gonna let your character go to waste yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and i part of me hopes they brought some people back who worked on the original ugly sonic Model to yeah. do all that stuff. Like, I hope the animators on this movie were treated well, because that's often a controversy just to, among any effects or you know animation department is like ah, we're like overworked and underappreciated and underpaid. Blah blah blah. Um, so I really hope that in a movie with such mm. celebration that the animators and that department, all those people got to really embrace and and feel the joy that they're
0: delivering us with the movie. It sounds like they couldn't get Nickelodeon. Those are Nickelodeon characters. I, I don't remember. There were some. There were some. I mean, they definitely... They tell that whole story with Ellie's background, but I don't recall seeing any characters. I don't... There probably are. I don't remember them being featured super
1: prominently as, like, speaking or featured characters, but there are definitely um, some... You know, it's like there's the Squidward star on the Walk of Fame, and they they're they are the a, fact that they're talking about, the and they Nickelodeon mention Nickelodeon, yeah. and yeah, there are a number of. I think even on the bootleg wall, there, are, I think like Jimmy Neutron was a Nick show, oh, okay, um, and yeah, there are definitely Nickel. There's a definitely. Nickelodeon presence. It's just not maybe the most prominent one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. This was uh, this was a surprise. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought like we've been walking, and so many people said it was good, but I didn't know what it was about mm. much about it and as someone who wasn't a Chip and Dale fan uh, growing up not because I didn't like them I just never watched them um what channel were they on? Disney? They a cable channel? Disney channel? Or was it ABC and I or, just didn't watch it in the morning cause
1: yeah there was a block where it was where it was oh god what was it it was Rescue Rangers like Darkwing Duck and uh DuckTales? I'm not sure I feel like yeah, they might have been it. on the Disney channel uh, but I but it could have been like an ABC Saturday morning block or something
0: like that, or maybe they played in both places. For know. the longest time, there's only one TV in the house. So <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't, I just didn't watch it. But this was great, and um, I, I hope people, I hope people watch this movie because mm-hmm. this was awesome. Yeah. this was this, was, this was an awesome movie. This was really awesome. Yeah, it's one, one of the best all... things I've seen all year.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This this brought me a lot of joy. I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to show it to people. And two, I, I appreciate, like, I thought the voice cast did a really good job because it's easy to fall in the hole of having a bunch of celebrity voices and not having it feel like a, you know, not m- missing... actual voice actors and i know that there are probably arguments to be had about who gets included in a movie like this but i feel like they did have some also classic voice actors lending their talents as well definitely Um, definitely but yeah even the celebrity cast i thought was really well chosen like eric I was sitting there going is that
0: is that one of the original voice
1: actors or is that and i didn't even recognize
0: until the end yeah yeah so all right guys well what did you think about chip and dale rescue rangers movie leave your thoughts down below is your childhood satisfied? I mean, mine is. Mine is. Without it playing. This is the um, best possible so much outcome. Out <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is the best possible outcome for this.
0: Uh, hey, let's do a patron of the day shout, shout out.
1: Everett Pixel Might Baker. If ever a film demonstrated the might of pixels. It's probably this film. Plus, there was a baker in the movie. He was a shady guy. That is true. But he was bacon and he had bread no matter how many illicit weapons might have been hidden in the bread
0: everett is a is a shady individual everett as well is the shady if you were a cartoon
1: you would be like one of those cartoon robber guys with like you know the beanie hat and the five o'clock shadow and like mm. you know one gold tooth in
0: real life though he's a cult
1: leader mm-hmm. i That's would the follow part. I, I wish you would tell me where your compound is
2: i'm sorry i really set you up for Love cult jokes though I know I, Kids are watching These Netflix documentaries About cult leaders <laughs> Yeah you know, man And I think Everett might be Featured in one of them One day And I, I just thought It'd be cool to be like You know people are like Hey I saw Charlie Manson Once at Spawn Ranch When I was riding a horse <laughs> I thought like Hey mention hey, that we know Everett We, we saw Everett pixel on Mike he Baker Used to subscribe to our Patreon B- Before he killed the Crazy stuff Yeah man. Oh man But He gets all these hot girls Yeah Just following him Yeah people love a crazy person I just don't understand. People have, I, a I don't have a charismatic, unbench person. It, it's just he seems like so passionate. He yeah. knows what he's talking about, and just also makes you feel like you're the only person in the room. Sometimes I'm there and I'm like, yeah. he's talking directly to me when there's like a hundred hot women there, and I'm like, it's just, just you, random dude. there. there. Yeah. So you're not hot at all. I'm sorry. But you feel hot when you talk to Ever Baker. That's the strange thing. He's got this power, this ability to just connect to my soul and make me do things I never thought I'd do. Terrible things. Okay.
1: Awful unspeakable <laughs> things. But hey, you do what you have to for love, am I right? For the love of Everett Baker. Headphones. I know, right? They they <laughs> are it's
2: a drug <laughs> Where to do now, ASMR. What, what happens, happens. when so we can hear the sound of Let's our crank voice. really high <laughs> and whisper really low? So you can hear the inside of our mouths. Every breath. <laughs> Let's end. It. Let's end the video before we blow people's eardrums out. <laughs>